blonde hair, blue eyes, looked like looked like a knight. Like he just walked in the room, every just everything just gravitated towards him. And he, he had the same effect I did, except for he was just the opposite of everything that I was as far as visually. And we were sitting back and he was my he was my assistant manager at the time. And then uh I was like, how are we gonna be here at the same time and you get promoted two times, three times more than me? And I just wanna know. Like how? He's like, young, I really think everybody thinks everything's handed to me. He's like, man, this company's been around for, you know, almost almost 100 years. I just work harder than everybody else. I let them think that I don't, but I work harder than everybody else. And I'm going to get paid for it. I'm going to get compensated for it. And I was like, you know what? I got to stop putting myself in these situations where I'm thinking the world's against me. You are now tuned in to a Power Podcast Network production. All right, and we're back with another episode of the Keep the Money on the Floor podcast. I am your host, Lex Bibbs. Happy to be back. I got my 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 young brother in yes. the building, Jay yes. Young. Oh man, that's what's good, Jonathan? How you doing, that's man? That's such an honor and a privilege. I, I don't think people understand how much that means to me. It warms my heart. You know what I'm saying? Just a side note: before you get any introductions, the reason why I went to John C. Smith was because of Lex. He's the he was my my guide at at John C. Smith, and boom, I was like, I want to be like that guy. Wow. So I said that to him every time. He does. We, uh, he, he does not believe me. Oh, I remember it was a um, it was an open house. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah, your yeah. coordinator at open house. I remember we. I think what solidified it. Um, we was at the like the little cookout portion mm-hmm. on like Myers Carter lawn, and you was like, "Yo, I'm coming here I'm because coming of here. you." I'm only reason. I was like, "All right, man." Only you reason. Know? You sold it. It was done. Man. It was done. I was, it was over. I was well, like, yeah, I'm, "I'm coming I'm, here." I'm glad. I'm glad I, I could have some influence on you at a, such a young age. Yeah. When yeah. I didn't know really what I was doing. No, nah, no, nah, it was perfect. Nah, I don't think any of us did at that time, <laughs> but it, it was all good. It helped my life. So yeah, for sure. We're gonna get. We're gonna. We're gonna get to that, man. But how you doing? You know, to you know, we a couple days before Christmas. Uh-huh. Uh, how you feeling right now in this season? What's 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 been life like, man? You know, you know I, so I've been talking to a lot of people, and uh, you know, I, I've been doing a lot of recaps, just talking to people on and off, uh, you know, record and everything. And it's just, if I could recap twenty twenty, you know, uh, my my two words are perseverance and endurance, right? So like, that's I'm just grateful, but like because of the perseverance that we all had to deal with this year, right? And then. The endurance that we all had to endure so many different situations. You know, some people are doing phenomenal through this adversity, and some people are not doing this interesting time. So, you know, I'm just grateful. You know, we we a couple of days from Christmas, so I I know I ain't getting nothing underneath the tree. I've been naughty all year. You know? <laughs> that was a joke. Okay, <laughs> naughty all year. So speaking of Christmas, um, I got this segment on here called This or That. We're going to do Christmas edition. Okay. Give you two options. You pick one and explain why. Mm-hmm. All right. Fake tree or real tree? Fake tree all day. Why? Easier to maintain, not a lot of cleanup, longevity. Uh, I mean, you can have memories on top of the, of the fake tree more than you can the real tree. You got to keep resetting every year. That's just my opinion. Okay. My wife would tell you otherwise. So you don't care about the smell or none of that? No, I'm good. No. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm all right on that. Um, it's, it's, it's still a part of the first one, but when do you put your Christmas tree up? Oh man, uh, at, right, at right the week after Thanksgiving. Okay. So the the week first, after Thanksgiving. first week of December, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. All right. Home for the holidays or travel? Oh, every, every year, every year is uh, it's travel, but home because we we traditionally, you know, I've been with my wife for now eleven years, so you know, Thanksgiving's Thanksgiving's here, and then. 
Christmas is always there, but it's like going home anyway. So yeah. I, don't, I don't really know anywhere else. Like I've never go, I haven't gone to back to Cali or nothing like that. It's just been Burlington or Charlotte, Charlotte or Burlington. Or um, ugly Christmas sweater or matching pajamas. Oh man, that's a tough one. I'm gonna say ugly Christmas sweater. I feel like they they last. I'm, I'm you're going to get this thing. It's like whatever lasts longer, where I can get more uses out of. Yeah. Yeah, ugly Christmas sweater. If I put that thing in 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 the right storage bin, I mean that's going to be about. I mean, right now I'm two years strong on my ugly Christmas sweater, so more okay. usage. Eggnog or hot chocolate? Mm, that's a loaded question. Golly, uh, I'm gonna say eggnog. Only because it's seasonal. You know, you hot chocolate, you get anytime you want to. For sure, for sure. And last one, A Christmas Story or Home Alone 1? Oh, man. Oh, man, that is crazy. Oh. Mm. As, the, as the official Christmas movie? Just if you had to pick one. If, it, if it's the night before Christmas and your family says, Jay, go pick a movie for us to watch and your two options are the Christmas story or Home Alone one. Which one are you gonna oh, pick? Oh man, that is tough. I I'm feeling on the spot. Um, I'm gonna say a Christmas story, and the reason being, we for my wife's birthday, we literally rented out the movie theater, and that was what we saw. Really? Yeah, we it was a hundred bucks because of COVID, and so between us and about twenty friends, we got to see a Christmas story. She never seen it before. That's dope. That's dope. Yeah. So this was recently, right? Because I think you just posted. This was, this was Saturday. Okay, yeah. so y'all rented out like a theater. It was it was a hundred bucks to 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 watch a Christmas story, and there was twenty of us. In there. Hey, they got to do whatever they can they, to, to stay afloat. Yeah, so I mean, even though you're gonna see it all day Christmas, I don't know what it is about that movie, man. I I, I could watch it over and over again. Now, Home Alone's a classic, but that's that's. I'm tough. a Home Alone guy. It's so, I, I, I'm a Home Alone guy, man. I think it's all the all the violence, the the how savvy and cunning he was. I could see that, but. You know, you shoot your eye out. It's classic. <laughs> so uh, let's go back to your roots, man. Um, you mentioned California, but you grew up in Cali. Uh, yeah, I was out there for 10 years. Okay, what part? I was born in Oakland. We stayed in Tracy, California. So it's like more like mid. Shout out to the Bay. Yeah, yeah. Did you watch the verses the other day? Uh, I did not. Uh, we were just, we had our own the karaoke. Yeah, we had our own karaoke at the house. It was, that was, that was fun. Yeah. So I didn't get a chance to watch it. I don't even know who won. I didn't even. They put on for the bed. That that was yeah. I mean that was kind of like Jeezy and and that's how I kind of figured uh, there was gonna be like Jeezy and um and Gucci and Jeezy. Disclaimer: I think Jeezy won that. He didn't even pull on no heavy heavy tracks, but whatever. I think he won just based on like, and I don't want to go away from the California thing. We're gonna come back to that, but uh, he won just because he bossed up like. He didn't give Gucci the energy he wanted, no, uh -huh. and so he's like, "Yo, it's bigger than me and you right now." Mm -hmm. Yeah, I hate to use the words for the culture or the phrases for the culture, but he just bossed up on him when he told him, "I tell you what," and he kept it moving. We we all grown to a to yeah. a certain capacity, right? Like we not the same dudes that were walking the yard. So it's it's like, right. yeah, I can be in that moment. I can remember those moments, but yeah. if I'm still acting like I was in those moments, then you know, yeah. And more like a brush off, but yeah. So, sorry, you said Oakland. Mm -hmm. You was out there for how long, and then you came towards the Carolinas after that? Yeah, we were. I, we left there when I was ten years old, and I've been in Charlotte since nineteen ninety six. So the year the Panthers came. 
Okay. The same year the Panthers 95, came. 95, 96, another yeah. season. I was six, in sixth grade, so yeah, you was a young man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So it'll be 25 years next year. Word. It'll be officially. Um, I mean, Charlotte, Charlotte is really what raised me. I was born out in Cali, and I love Cali to death, but um, to see the evolution of Charlotte is more part of my life than you right. know, whenever I go out back out. It's crazy you say that because in ways I feel the same too. Like coming here, learning about Smith and rolling in Smith in the fall of 01, like I tell people like I'm a Charlotte dude now. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, I'm from the DMV, but like Charlotte raised me. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And I was really here for college and obviously post college and don't think about leaving this place. Mm-hmm. But um, where'd you go to high school at in, in the city? Uh, Myers Park. Went to Myers Park. Shout out to MP. Yeah, I, I was with some MP dudes. Uh, actually, I was on the call with some MP guys earlier today. Okay. Know? So we still. What's that network like, man? You know, you hear so much about that area over there, or you know. Affluent, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, well off, you know what I'm saying? For African American kid like yourself, like what's that networking like for you? Yeah, I think it's, uh, in my opinion, I think I think it's uh, it's misinterpreted because I went to Myers Park because I was in IB, I went the International Baccalaureate Program, mm-hmm. but I had to catch the city bus, so I took the number seven to the number seventeen, eighteen. So where was your home school supposed to be? West Charlotte. Okay. West Charlotte or Harding. So okay. Harding, I was supposed to, I wanted to go to Harding. So West Side Kid going to it, okay. Yeah, took the city bus. Everywhere. But what's crazy is that, like, I kind of live, well, we live, like, off West Boulevard now. And, like, back in the day, like, Wilmore area, they said, like, those kids went to Myers Park mm-hmm. instead of going to Harding or West Charlotte. Yep. So yeah, they, yeah. they redraw the lines every so often. Uh, I think it's just, um, they, they, during that time, you could... You like to go. You, you get a pick. You got to pick three schools. Yeah. And most parents wanted their school, their kids to go to a, a school that was historically known or historically mm-hmm. you couldn't go to, right? So, uh, my mom. The reason why I didn't go to Harding. Um, shout out to my mom. Hey, mom. Um, <laughs> she she was one of the first uh, black females to go to Harding, and she just wow. remember how much you know uh, animosity and everything during that time. So she was like, "You're not going there," and yeah. the rest was Zen. But like. As far as my network with my MP brothers and sisters, you know, um, it's still strong to this day. I, I, I look, we did our 10-year reunion, uh, golly, six years ago? And no, longer than that. But anyway, we did our 10-year our, our reunion, and I was like, yo, there's only four black people in here. You know, mm-hmm. and that just, you know, in the moment, you don't really think about it like that. But like now that we're becoming our own, it's, it was definitely a yeah. different environment. I think it was it was a reunion where you said only four black people. Yeah, it was only four of us. Yeah, I think you know with the rise of social media, um, people don't feel the need to go to reunions like mm-hmm. the high school reunions. College mm-hmm. is different, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, like my high school reunions don't jump like that because people always say, "Well, I see what y'all doing on social media." Yeah, it's also and, like it's and I, I know we're probably gonna get to it once we get in the meat potatoes discussion. It's like keeping up with the Joneses, right? Like for me, I don't personally. Um, dive into social media to the point of uh, of judging or like yeah. comparing because you know there's a ton of people on there with you know hundred thousand ten thousand followers and you see them you know you walk right next to them and they they could be crying inside so it's just yeah. i don't really um uh, it's a gimmick man idea. it's like it's like we're watching uh wwe you know what i'm saying it's mm-hmm. like you know i mean we kind of talked about this on the last episode shameless plug Trap floors. After you listen to this one, go check that one out. <laughs> but it's just this: this some folks are living this facade, you know what I'm saying? But let's 
park that come back. Yeah, to yeah, that. yeah. We'll park um, that come back. Yeah, that's what. So you go from Myers Park to Smith. Mm-hmm. Some tall, super skinny kid influenced you to go there. Yep, appreciated um, it. Yeah, but what was your experience like at Smith? Really, because you stayed technically home. At home, yeah. You went down the street. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so I had uh, I got I didn't do a lot of college applications, even though I was an avid. And uh, my GPA was garbage. I just, you know, for me to be where I am right now, I still marvel, you know, just from a knowledge and information standpoint. Uh, the reason why I went to Smith was because it was here in Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, everybody else went away. And I got a chance to be here. And, you know, uh, my grandfather went to Smith. And, you know, I didn't know the man. So... He passed before I was born, but I got a chance to walk to the same campus, the same yard, the same buildings as he did, and um, I took it. I took it serious, even though I didn't perform as yeah. well as I really wanted to. Yeah. Um, but the reason, another reason why I went to Smith was because um, I was able to still go to. You know, I was working at Harris Teeter. Uh, I still was able to work. I had my car. You know, I went home, washed my clothes every weekend. You know, got home, cooked meals, mm-hmm. you know, but I felt like I had an apartment my freshman year. So I was just like, it was different for me. Yeah. And plus, I didn't really, um, I saw the value of going to an HBCU, but Charlotte is one of the only HBCUs in the major city. So, you know, yeah, I could have went to, you know, Winston, but my mom won't let, she was not going to yeah. let me that go to Winston. The, the ratio to male to female was crazy. It was like 28 to 1. She was like, no way, you going to come back with a kid instead of a degree. So... <laughs> You know, but Smith was was what made me because of the culture and the network that we had here in the city, yeah. and uh, you know just the, those relationships with some of those professors, uh, and the friendships I have now are all really based off Smith more so than Myers Park. And you, um, my research is correct. You majored in mass comm. Yeah, communication arts. Yeah, uh, concentration in public relations and. Uh, who who do uh, who were some of your favorite professors, man? Uh, Herman Howard. That's my dude. We still, we, he hit me up on LinkedIn, and we still. Yeah, we I still need his number, it. bro. Oh yeah, I need yeah, his number. Yeah, After I will, that, yeah. I'll get Please, to you. I want to call him and surprise him. Bro. Yeah, well, he, if he's hearing this, you know, okay. Yeah, yeah listen number. to him. Hey, Mr. Howard, man, <laughs> listen. If you listen to this, bro, I appreciate you. I still remember all you did for me, Brandon Howe, India Davis, like all of us in Com Arts, man. You let me do my um, senior project in front of you one on one before I. Pre- Presented for the class, and that gave me the ultimate confidence. So thank you, He is, he's out in Texas now. Yeah, in Texas. Yeah, he's out in Texas. He's still, he's still teaching in Texas. Man, please Um, give me his number, bro. Professor Cole. So you know, she challenged me. She challenged me. Professor Wynn, I just talked about her this past weekend uh, to a bunch of you know uh, anti alum, some Aggie alum, and I was telling me like, you know, after she left, my whole my whole world changed a little bit. So some people. Some professors like them, they make up that culture, that DNA. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like, you know, you go back to guys like like uh, Professor Kirkland, you know mm-hmm, what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, like humanities mm-hmm. arts teacher. Oh, People yeah. like I that had, just class, made that experience, you know what I'm he saying? He I I at at the time I I I was probably the, the trouble student and it's not like I intended to be. I just yeah. didn't didn't understand like why he's going so hard. Right. And so but it those moments looking back on them now you know, it's exactly what I need to, to, to evolve and be the person I am today. Right. So, obviously, present day, you work in the financial mm-hmm. world. What, what came about the change from studying comm arts 
to now, like what, what brought about that? Walk us through that transition of, you know, going to school for this, but now this is my profession. Yeah, so I went to school originally um, after you. I wanted to, to be more like I wanted to be like you and like No Limit Larry. Like I wanted to be like I wanted to get into broadcasting and I wanted to be in the radio. And uh, I talked to Professor Howard. He was like, you know, I think this is more your lane. So I got an internship um, with, you know, I completely dismissed what he said. And I was going, I took an internship with the Bobcats. And I just put my name in the hat. And so I got, I guess so it was like 300 applicants. And so I got it. And so I was like, okay. I went there for my first official assignment. And it was in, you know, they had me lifting this heavy camera. Like, uh-uh. You know, I was like 120 pounds soaking wet. I, I ain't lifting this heavy thing. How about you weight now, 140? Oh, stop it. it, it, it <laughs> it's, it's about 148, but anyway. So, but uh, I was lifting this camera. I was like, I can't do this. So I went back. And I told him to, you know, go ahead and get somebody else. Like, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to burn any bridges. Y'all go ahead. Went back to Smith. Went to public relations. I interned with um, my my first semester after freshman year. I interned with the PR department with Benny Smith. And then... Who's that, that food lion now? Yep, 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 yep. And shout out to Benny Smith. He gave me my first um, public relations article. And mm-hmm. I still have the, the, the bulletin that it's in. It was about the historic history of the Golden Bull. And he just let me just run with a bunch of stories. And he let me just understand, like, the difference between, like, media, media relations, working with TV networks, working with the newspaper. Like, he let me understand all that. Went from there to interning with uh, with Pride Magazine. And uh, Nefertir was, like, letting me know. She put me on game. Um, more along the lines of just, like, the business world and, like, the difference between public relations and being a publicist to being a like a news report, like all of them go underneath that. And it was it was phenomenal. I, I got a whole bunch of connections during that time. And uh, but I was actually working too. So I, I had a commerce job with AT and T doing data entry for UVerse. Before we even knew what UVerse was, we were putting in the codes. Uh, so from four to midnight, I was doing data entry and comp. So I was working in my field and then I was actually interning in my field while going to school and I was like, okay, but who's making me the most money? Like, where can I get the most money? Because these student loans are gonna be, they're gonna be real. Mm-hmm. And uh, I ended up just saying F it, so I didn't go back to Smith for a whole year because I was just working already. So uh, it wasn't for my girlfriend at the time, now my wife. She told me, if you don't go back, we, we can't be together. So I went back, and one of my homeboys got a job at Enterprise, and I had a busted up 2000 Honda Civic. And I was like, oh, if I work hard, I get promoted and I get a company car? Oh, yeah, I'm going to do that all day. Absolutely. Free car, free gas, and you paying me? No problem. So I quit AT&T, stopped the PR hunt job, and started working at Enterprise. Two weeks after I got the job, I got a letter, an email from Arts and Science Council. They wanted me to start a um, PR intern, a PR entry position, and I would have made like $2,000 less. And I was like, heck no, nah, I'm getting paid. And then after that, I was an enterprise for seven years and um, was really there for the upper mobility, for the amount of income that I really desired. Um, and then also just for the network that I had. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was doing my taxes in 2016. And I was like, bruh, my president is black. 
Like, why am I paying so much in taxes? Like, it doesn't make sense. Like, I'm, I don't mind helping and giving to these programs, but help me. And I'm talking to my accountant. I was like, help me. What can I do? Help me. And he had no answers. Or he didn't want to give it me. And he didn't want to give me any. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what? I got this. So I left and started the journey from there. And it was all based off personal experiences. Like, been there, done that, got the t-shirt. Once I realized that uh, it was up to me to change the narrative, I did not look for anybody else's assistance at that. So that's really the journey from like really, really doing PR, knee deep in it, wanting to do it, to doing something just for the paycheck, being miserable doing it, and then, you know, still getting rewarded for it, but not truly being compensated with the knowledge base to keep everything straight. Right. Uh, So, yeah, that was the journey. It It seemed like a lifetime ago, but... I mean, I ain't that old. No, I, I got a lot from that, man. It sounds like, you know, because, I mean, I don't work in my field. You know, technically, like, I, I do, I'm a college admissions counselor. Not college admissions counselor. Ooh, maybe I'm speaking something into existence. Hey, go ahead. Um, hey, I'm a, up. a high school uh, counselor, you know, helping kids get to college. You know what I'm saying? And that ain't what I went to school for. It's just mm-hmm. something that I fell into and I got good at and, Long story short, I'm still here, you know what I'm saying? But, like, you you said something in that that I think a lot of us millennials, if we're honest with ourselves, we faced. Like, oh, yeah, when I was in college, I wanted to do this, but when I found out how much they make, oh, nah, I got to go do something else. Yeah. My boy was just saying that today, actually. He was like, I went to school for this, and when I discovered how much they was making, I couldn't accept those jobs because we started thinking about, you know, this is what I really brought you on for because we keeping the money on the floor. I need to bring a money guy on here. I need to bring somebody on here to talk about finances. Like sometimes, most of the time, we have to make those decisions to survive. Right. You know what I'm saying? We're not in a position to, yeah, well, I can go and make this amount less because I got this back end from my family or I got this inheritance or I got whatever right. to, to keep a cushion. No, it's like, yo, you 18, you got to get out my house, you got to go to college, then you graduate, here's some money, you can't bring your back home. Right. And you got to figure it out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You don't have room to say, well, you know what? <sighs> well, for five years, I could just try it because I got this cushion. Mm-hmm. So we're put in those positions where it's like, I got to work a call center, I got to do data, I got to get an enterprise joint. Like you saw, like, I love what you said, like, hey, I can get a car, I can get free gas, and that made sense to you. Mm-hmm. So talk about that where it's like survival versus like, you know what? I got to get this money. Yeah, so um, was I the most talented person? Uh, in my eyes, I think I was, but there was a, there was a guy, shout out to Mike, Mike Marshall. Uh, he came in around the same time I did. Uh, blonde hair, blue eye, looked like, looked like a knight. Like he just walked in the room, every, just, everything just gravitated towards him. And he had the same effect I did, except for he was just the opposite of everything that I was as far as visually. And we were sitting back, and he was my, he was my assistant manager at the time. And then uh, I was like, how are we going to be here at the same time that you get promoted two times, three times more than me? And I just want to know. Like, how? He's like, young, I really think everybody thinks everything's handed to me. He's like, man, this company's been around for you know almost, almost 100 years. I just work harder than everybody else. I let them think that. I don't, but I work harder than everybody else. 
and I'm gonna get paid for it. I'm gonna get compensated for it. And I was like, you know what? I gotta stop putting myself in these situations where I'm thinking the world's against me, right? If I wanna go get something, go get it, yeah. right? Ask questions and then try to see who's gonna help me to get there um, in, their, in the way they do it. Because some people, when you ask a question, you know, they're not teachers, they're more like drill sergeants, you know what I'm saying? But just take the good and the bad from that information and just keep keep tracking. Um, the more I did that, the more I really saw myself becoming like those drill sergeants instead of the teachers. Mm -hmm. Like, instead of being a leader, I was more like a, a, a angry boss. And I, I'm, I've never, you know, saw myself like that. And it wasn't until I left Enterprise when, you know, I understood that because, uh, Everybody's motivation is different. So my last position, uh, I was sitting there having one-on-ones with the whole team. And every single time I went to a new location, I always was like, all right, everybody's motivated to come here and get this money. You know, like me, come get this money. And it didn't happen that way. I had some, uh, I had some, some employees that they were motivated by providing for their family, not over providing for their family. Mm -hmm. They are motivated by, you know, the the, pro, the promotability, right? They're motivated by the job security. They're motivated by us as leaders. Um, they were like they were motivated by different things. So it wasn't just the paycheck. Where for me it was just the paycheck. Right. So the moment I started to realize that that wasn't everybody's goal and everybody's motivated by different stuff, that was when it tripped like it flipped for me like, am I really motivated by the money? Am mm -hmm. I really motivated by the position? Or is it something else? What What's the core root to why am I doing this? And the reality is it was my fear factor of everything I've ever earned had was getting subject to be taken away from me. Repossessions, you know, foreclosures, uh, debt out the eyeballs. Like, it, I need to take care of this. And the only way I know right now is to get this bag. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, so, again, that's like survival. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, like... We're thrust into these positions, you know, you want to get a crib, you want to get a decent car, you want to live a certain lifestyle, and it's like, you get overhead, overhead, you know what I'm saying, bills, and you got to survive, and now it's like, yo, you'll, you'll take anything, you know what I'm saying, and I think that's where, back to our university real quick, that's where I think a lot of people resent Smith. Because they feel like it's Smith's fault, right? And, and so that because they didn't get the job or they're not in the field. Yeah, I mean, and I, and I, I don't, I don't agree with that. that I don't, logic I don't because I don't either. Smith and I've said this before on this platform. It, it's no different than a gym. Mm -hmm. Just because you walk into the gym doesn't mean that you're going to get in shape. Doesn't right. mean you're going to get pecs. Doesn't mean you're going to whatever. Like you have to work the system. You mm -hmm. got to use it. You got to network. You got leverage. It, everything is take leverage. advantage of the opportunity. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? But again, you talk to a lot of these millennials who are not in their field, it's like they might they just might blame Smith. You know right. what I'm saying? And I'm not trying to go on this soapbox about it, but it's like, no, you gotta figure this thing out. Always. I I, I appreciate Smith because it created the evolution of who I wanted to be because I learned I what I got for Smith is the fact that I'm I can learn. You know yep. what I'm saying? Like I am I'm teachable, right? And then I thought it was Smith teaching me, yeah. well, it was really me teaching me, right? Yeah. It was me teaching me. And so then when I went to corporate, you know, and I was there for that time, I realized they weren't teaching me. I was teaching me, right? I was learning, you know, how to balance this and balance that and to grow this and revenue. And I was learning how to run a true, true business. And then from there, when I left, um, you know, 
statistically speaking, most businesses, when you leave and you start something on your own, you're going to be in the red for the first 18 months, right? If you be, you thank God, if you get even, right, mm -hmm. you're not going to hit the black. So, you know, in your first three years, that's really when you're still in the evolution phase, especially if you're talking about from a branding perspective. Mm -hmm. um, because, I mean, I know we're talking about keeping money in the four, but majority of black businesses are clothing, food, customer service, you know, those type of entities where you got to make it to your first three years to get your branding out there, to yeah. get your, to get your, your nesting of, of clientele. Um, but that's what Enterprise taught me. I mean, they had, they already had the brand. I just had to go ahead and just go get the bag. Right. Once I left, it wasn't about the E-Rack brand anymore, the green machine. It was just about Jonathan. So what do people see from me and how can I be an asset and a resource to you? I think what Smith taught me is leverage each other, right? Like connections are important. Social I know, capital. I know what we talked about, and you only, I know you remember this, but I don't know if you remember. This is like homecoming three years ago. I just moved back to Charlotte, and you took me outside. You're like, man, vulnerability builds connections. I said it to a multitude of people. You got to be vulnerable and let people know what your dreams and aspirations are for them to connect with you, for them to help you, right? And that's what I do on a day to day basis. I want people to be vulnerable to me so now I can help them with the knowledge that I have and the resources that are behind my back. You know so saying? those people have been vulnerable with you, like telling you their goals, telling you their... Goal clarity is important. So I, yeah. so when, when I was a manager at Enterprise, I created this uh, this formula for for new employees that came over to my division. And, you know, I was letting them know, like, the day one J Young orientation was, mm -hmm. hey, um, yeah, four, there's four principles that I stand by. And if you can get some of this, hopefully it could help you out. Yeah. Number one was goal clarity. Like, what's your goal every single day? Like, why are you here? Right. Like, what is that? Like, just what the number is. If it's to make money. Okay. How many, like, what's, how many dials do you have to make? How many conversations do you have to have? Like, what's that? And then once you have that, it goes to number two, which is just, you know, are you, how are you self-motivated? Self-discipline, right? Like, there's a process in everything, but you have to be motivated and disciplined enough to do it. Um, number three was, was the process, right? Like, you have to have a process that you're familiar with. And that's just that's that's systematic because people can be replaced, but systems can't, mm -hmm. right? So, do you have an internal system for you to do whatever you need to do, and get you going? And it's like a, a fail safe, you know what I'm saying? Um, and then last number four was just people. Like you, no business alive could make it without people. Right. Everybody's making money off other people, right? Facebook is making a ton of money off other people. It Jesus. seems free, but yeah. it ain't free, right? Well, Cause like, your time, that's it. Ad space. Yeah, yeah. It's it. I mean, you're giving me information and giving me connections to other people. So as y'all think of like y'all think like this, 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 which yeah. leads you to this business. All right, advertise. You know, ad for you know, uh, iPhones or whatever. Um. So you are my first money guy that uh, I. Uh, which I appreciate. Yeah, bringing on the podcast, and I know you work for somebody. And that's great, but I want to go to something because I want to get to it, man. You already brought it up, keeping the money on the floor, right? Mm -hmm. This has been a crazy year, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, with the election, with, you know, just everything, man, the the unrest, the chaos in the community. Yeah. And, um, I got to figure out a segment I'm going to call it, Lance, because I'll be, you know, I'll be on their pages and I'm going to talk about that. I like this post right here. Let me put an asterisk by that, but. Months ago, you were uh, back in the thick of the chaos we experienced. Um, 
you talked about us, meaning black people, African-Americans, not spending our money. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You, you named a couple corporations. You named a couple stores. Mm -hmm. If you can, go back to that energy. Go back to those thoughts. Go back to those posts and why it, again, because you're the first money guy. Why is it important? Why is our spending power so important? Mm -hmm. Whether it's spending with them or spending with each other. So, you know, our numbers as an African-American community, just in just in the United States, and we're not talking about worldwide, just talk about here, right? Uh, was 1.5, 1.7, and now 1.9 trillion we spend. We had 1.9 trillion estimate that we spend in a year of a pandemic where we couldn't go nowhere. Ain't that crazy? Like, to me, that's, that's, that's crazy. Um, you know, ooh, Shout out to JNG Legacy Financial Group. You know, I think we do a yeah, lot shout of out to we, we do a lot of good just information and um, we do seminars and things of that nature. Um, and we just try to give as much free content as we possibly can as long as people register, right? Um, but the thing is, we have to also understand like once you know better, you got to do better. So if you know like this is as a whole what we're spending, Amen, cut that down, right? Like. Like basically reallocate, change it up. Everybody wants to use these buzzwords of I need to diversify this, I want to diversify that. You don't even you don't even know what's going on in your in your in your monthly cash flow to do that, right? So if you are spending money on a certain product, it doesn't matter what it is. I'm not knocking anybody who's, you know, a sneakerhead or uh, you know, divulges in, in other other activities, but you have to know like you are hindering your your future self, right? So um, leveraging these different tools is important, but first things first, stop spending, right? And if you're going to spend, be conscious of where you spend it, right? Break uh, that down, though. So the post that I was, uh, I think you're referring to is, I, I believe it's at the George Floyd, and I was just, mm -hmm. I was, I was fed up, just like everybody else. Um, I just got tired of talk. I talk about money all the time, right? I talk about, I talk about money all the time. I talk about how, where to position money all the time. Let's just talk about you not spending money. Right. Like, sit on your hands. So, it, the George, George Floyd happened during the pandemic. Like, everybody's supposed to be at the crib, right? Everybody is supposed to be at the crib. Whether you were or you weren't, it doesn't matter. We we're all, no one was really spending money like that, right? So, continue to sit on your hands was what yeah. I was thinking, right? Like, if you're already at home, you can't go out. You can't spend any money. Just get the bare, the bare, the bare minimums. Yeah. And then, if you're going to spend money instead of going to Wendy's, you know, why don't you just go to somewhere black owned that that needs the mm -hmm. support, or or why don't you just keep the money in your pocket, yeah, and then wait until you know we come up with a plan for you to spend it. But I think I, I'm gonna challenge that. I'm gonna speak for the people. Okay, right? yeah, not, not me. I'm gonna speak for the people. Man, John, I need I need something, man. I mean, I'm stuck in the house. You know, mm -hmm. a new pair of shoes is gonna make me feel better. Where are you going with the shoes? I don't know, man. I can flex on the ground. Hey, it ain't, John. It ain't even my money. I got a stimulus. You okay. know what I'm saying? I'm just speaking for the people. I can't. Normally, I'd be at the club popping bottles, but sh I ain't popping no bottles in a while. So, matter of fact, I'm gonna order this because I I need something to cope. That's why people drink. That's why people smoke. Yeah, that's why people. Vices, they need something to feel better about themselves for whatever reason. We're human, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? But it's like, I get it, you're telling people to sit on their hands, but it's like, man, I've been sitting in the crib too damn long. I need something because I'm going crazy. These kids driving me crazy. My spouse driving me crazy. Like, I, I, I need a new flex. I need something, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? I mean, what I heard, 
And you're speaking for the people. Yeah, for talk, people. You're not talking for yourself. No you, you're just general. Yeah. Um, these vices that we talk about, and I have some too, you know, but I've definitely scaled, scaled them back dramatically since, and it's just, it's, it is self-reflection, but uh, nothing materialistic is going to help you get over whatever anxieties nothing. you have, right? So, you know, part of that is a money problem, the 1.9 trillion, that's a money problem, yeah. right? The other part of that is a trauma problem. Like, there, there's a bunch of trauma and anxiety that we have just as a culture. Um, now, even the people that are doing well, quote unquote, we're still so far behind our, our you know, our, our, our other brothers and sisters that are not of our pigment, right? Mm -hmm. Like, we're so far behind. Even though you think you're doing well, you see somebody else and you're trying to keep up with them. Yeah, I mean, I just did it in the parking lot. You know, I saw this brand new Tesla. I was like, Who, whose Tesla is this? That looks nice, you know. And, and you pulled up in your Lexus. BMW, but Sorry. either way. I need to get my new prescription. Uh, man, whatever. My glasses, something on my eyes. Even with that, I mean, there are times I sit back and I'm like, I should have just got blah, 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 blah. It would have been better, boom, 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 boom. It could have been yeah. put me in a position to do this. I do it with myself all the time, but that's just also because I'm self-aware. Like, I'm, I'm aware of what I'm doing. And people are going to say, I'm aware too. Uh, I, I'll challenge you on that because the reason why I did what I did when I was in corporate and why I stayed with that, with that um, salary and allowed them to, to tell me what to do yeah. all the time yeah. was because I had a fear of losing my house. I had a fear of losing my car. Why? Because as a child, my house got foreclosed on, Trauma. right? Right, my dad was there, but he wasn't there. Right, and you know he's here now. But I'm just saying, like these are conversations that we have to have in order for healing to begin. Mm -hmm. To realize I don't need that stuff. And some yeah. of the best people right now that are savers make less than a hundred thousand dollars. That's a fact. Yeah. Right. I, I think a lot of it is you know is learned. You know what I'm saying like you know for oh, me, it, I, it is taught. It yeah. is the taught of materialistic things make you feel better. Yeah. It's taught from us at an early age yeah, whether it be, yeah. you know, the PlayStation 5. Who got it? And y'all got the PlayStation 5? No. I mean, I, I have no interest in I, it. I had no interest in it. I ain't knocking nobody. I'm just not a gamer like right. that anymore. So whatever your vice is though, like if right. your vice isn't that, it might be closed, right? It might be closed. So then, you know, well, let's talk about that. Let's unpack that. You know, why are you spending $300, $500, $1,000 on clothes, right? You have one body, right? Yeah. That's it. So what do you say to the people that come back and say, I work hard for this, man. What, I understand you know what I'm saying? I get it. I, I mean, I, I'm not saying don't do it. I'm yeah, saying yeah. like... In moderation, though. I was talking to some... Oh, man, we had this... Uh, I, this is not my quote, okay? Good people, this is not my quote. Um, I, I had this saying in, in, in corporate, you know, feed them cake. If you feed them cake every day, I mean, if you feed them cake, they're going you know, they gonna, they gonna to take it, right? It doesn't matter. Just feed them cake. But the thing is, is if you have too much cake, then what, right? Or even, even beyond that, right? Like everybody knows to eat your vegetables, but no one wants to eat them. You know what I'm saying? So like there's a balance that you have to have. Sweets taste better. Eat your cake. Eat, eat your cake. Eat your cake. But you got to have the balance of... Same thing with like, like drinking too. Like if you drink so much, you're going right. to feel terrible, but you got to be hydrated enough to right. do it. It's all about balance. It's yin and yang. It's, but it's, it's also very hard, you know... We know these principles. We see these principles. Mm -hmm. we, we, you know what I'm saying? But it's them damn Joneses, man. You you want to keep up, you know, social media thing, you know, keeping up with appearances. You want to, you know what I'm saying? You don't want to look like you're struggling. Like, this is a time where people really get stressed out because it's like, 
how do I take care of my bills, budget, and buy everybody Christmas gifts? And appear that I'm not broke or appear that I'm straight. But it's like, yo, people are running up credit cards just to yep. buy Christmas gifts, whatever the case may oh, be. But we know that, you know what I'm saying? Because I want my kids to have a Christmas. I, and, I, and I'm with it. And I, uh, disclaimer, I'm not telling anybody don't have, you know, your children have a, a great Christmas. Uh, but I will tell you this. Um, out of my childhood, I can only, you know, that one fantastic Christmas that we had, like baller Christmas, I was eight. After that, it, I ain't have no more balling Christmas, yeah. right? And I'm not blaming my parents. I'm not doing that. But I'm saying, like, that's trauma too, right? Like, if you had this baller Christmas every single year and then the pandemic happens, I can't predict that. You guys can't predict that, right? I mean... No one predicted it, and then your ball and Christmas that you've had for the last 15 years of this child's life is no longer here. They might not be able to understand it, right? right? Like, they might not be able to understand. And then you have, as a, as a person in of authority, right, um, you might not be able to, to deal with that either because you're so used to the status quo of you doing this. So, mm -hmm. therefore, you have to have security barriers. And I call them security barriers because... So many times, especially with, with um, in this industry that I'm in, everybody always want to talk about the accumulation. I can help add. I can help help. I can, you know, more, 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 more. Instead of talking about, you know, what 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 type of foundation do you have just in case to fall back on? And then how we can add a security barrier there to make sure you don't fall even below that. Right, right, right. Um, and it's not really about how much you how much you earn, it's how much you keep, right? A lot of us don't, we don't do good with, with keeping for emergency situations. Because um, we're living for the now. We live, we live so much for day to day. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to say literally live for the moment. I mean, enjoy the memories, but don't let it come to the cost of your future, right? Because like the dollar is what people will do. They, YOLO is not about spending. YOLO is about memories, right? Moments. Boom. It happened. But if you live like that all the time, the money is is yeah. is a is a small it's just, factor it's, of that. It's a it's a thing, right? Of of appearances and and you know, hey man, I see you doing big things. You're doing this, you know what I'm saying? But it's like you said, like what's that safety net? Like what's that budget? Like what's you know how does how does this new purchase or how does this weekly purchases align with where you want to be three to five, ten years from now? Yeah, you know I, what I'm saying. And we all have to have that honest conversation. But the root of it is we just. A lot of us, including myself, did not see growing up smart financial practices. Exactly. I saw spend every damn dollar you make before you even get it. Right. I, 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 I've experienced it. I saw it. The, the check is already spent before it even gets deposited. You know what I'm saying? So, growing up. And so uh, I would commit to that. Like, I can understand that, like, your check technically should be spent before you have it, right? Because if your budget, is right. If you understand where everything is going, it's going to be spent regardless. Yeah. There is very, is it'll be very few times you'll you'll be like, man, I didn't know I had an extra hundred dollars, mm -hmm. right? Because it should be, it should be um, sliced up to okay, this is going to my house, this is going to my car, this is going towards gas, this is going to my bills, this is going towards my, you know, my insurance just in case you know my my hits a, hit a pole. You know, this is going to my cell phone. This is going to the internet. This is going for little Johnny, little Susie. Okay, now what's left, right? right? The thing is, people will start erase all that off the board, and people are just having the number there, and then they can't tell me where it's gone, right? 
I mean, in in all that, right? Like they like, oh, I just went to Aruba, or I went to you know the Flex, the you know I went to you know I don't know, give me a city that's give me I went to Arizona and you know just had a good weekend, okay, but how? Like that's my question. Like how did you do that? The numbers don't add up. Right. Men lie, women lie. Numbers don't. It's just math. Like I'm not a magician. I just play, add and subtract. <laughs> right, right, right. So. As far as spending power within us, right? Mm -hmm. Like, again, the purpose of keeping the money on the floor is to buy amongst your people, buy amongst your peers, buy buy amongst these group of people that went to the same institution as you. But on a brighter scale, like, yo, buy black, right? You know what I'm saying? If you gonna spend, spend with each other. What's what's some of your uh, favorite businesses? You know that you like spending with uh, that are black owned. Um, I mean, most of them is restaurants, you know. Um, Shout them out, man. Uh, so obviously, well, I I spend with Smith. <laughs> you got Smith, it. You got the. the I, first got, hat I got one of the first yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah, day one right there. You know, I'm a representative. Absolutely. Um, but as far as other clothing, I send a pearl. Um, have you heard of them? I think you have. They're from one these these some guys from Winston Salem State. Man, they doing phenomenal things. Um, they really remind me a lot of like you. Like they have their own brand. They send apparel. They got shoes. And everything and so like those are two black owned clothing like you and them um just locally i mean we go to uh, cousins cuisine all the time like that was that was what sparked the idea of like okay yeah. if you go back to my post like don't spend any money if you're going yeah. to spend spend at the black owned restaurant because these are the people that are still going to be hurt the most yeah um and they and even if and and you know not knocking them but even when there was assistance Who's really reaching out to them to help them navigate the assistance that they're getting to make sure that these grants and these the care act and everything that was going on was being used properly, mm-hmm. right? A lot of people tend to think, um, you know, a lot of people tend to think that you know someone in the financial service industry, your banker, your insurance guy, and your CPA are all the same people, and they're we're not. Like we're all not. We all do different things. We all work together to some capacity to make sure that you. Are staying on the up and up, um, but we're not all the same person. So right. you know, um, I mean, I just wanted to put that disclaimer out there. But as far as other black-owned businesses, I mean, I use a lot of like, I use a lot of people on the ground. Like uh, I hate to say on the ground, but I use a lot of like photographers, mm-hmm. like Tim Coakley. Um, I don't know her Instagram handle. I don't want. I don't want to her handle. But Morgan Morgan Robinson. Mm-hmm. You know, I use a lot of people based on my network. And then I just kept keep yeah, like yeah. spitting them. That's out. what we have to do. And I mean, again, this, you know, this podcast came out of a, something I was sitting on for two years—the whole keep the money on the floor concept. And this brother Lance reached out to me, and it's like, you know, it, it was really just that day that you know, clip, and I need to bring him on the pod, clean my dad's car, and I was like, yo, you already know, like, I gotta support you. Like, it's my duty to support you, to promote you, to tag you, to use leverage my influence, and say, yo. And then what happens? Two, three people are like, yo, here in Charlotte, boom. Next thing you know, his numbers go up. You know I think what I'm I also that, think it's, just, it's, a, it's a Charlotte that. thing too. Like, like, I mean, I'll take it. I'll take it a step further than just a forward, right? It's a Charlotte thing. Like, so many people that are from Charlotte go away from school and then they come back to Charlotte with all these brand new ideas. And the first thing they want to do is they want to take that idea and they want to go to Atlanta. They want to go to DC. Yeah. They want to go to Miami. They want to go to New York. They want to go to LA. Hey. If you start things here in a city that's what I think we're thirteenth in the fastest growing cities in, in the United States, you bring it here, right. then 
everything's going to be okay. Yeah. So uh, I did this. There's a number, statistically speaking. You know, I, I don't, I, I wish I could have everybody become a client. I do. But it's not realistic because in Mecklenburg County and surrounding, there's over 1.4 million people that live here. 1.4 million people. I mean, you do the math. If you just get 1% of them a year, 1% of 1.4 million, I mean, come on. Like, think about how much leverage you're doing just in your own region. Like, I mean, social media is great, but I think that it's, it's monopolized everybody thinking broad instead of focusing in and being mm-hmm. um, and being not a local celebrity, but being a, 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 a purposeful celebrity. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Everybody wants that, that influence, you know, that social media gives them, you know what I'm saying? But some things are oversaturated, you know what I mean? So I, I definitely wouldn't want to, I'm not knocking anybody getting an idea and taking it to one of those cities you mentioned, but like you said, like grassroots, be homegrown, start it in your city first and then branch out, you know what I'm saying? Um, but it's, it's hard garnering the support of your peers because, you know, we talked about this before. Sometimes your people don't want to see you get in front of them for whatever reason. Or they feel like if they support you, then it's, I don't know, it's weird. You know what I'm saying? I'll, I'll talk on that. So, like, I, I tend, Excuse me. from my experience, um, you know, a lot of people still think of me as, you know, the guy from Smith that used to throw house parties, you know, with Team Kermit. They think of me like that. A lot of people tend to think of me. Shout out Team Kermit. Team Kermit, you already know. Um, a lot of people tend to think more along the lines of, I mean, this is way before those Kermit memes too. Come on now. We were we were in there. But then other people <laughs> other people tend to think, you know, especially as I uh, relocated across North Carolina due to work, right? They tend to think of me as just the, the rental guy, like Enterprise, boom, the car sales guy, the finance manager there at the dealership. Yeah. And like they box you into this thing, and even when I when I left when I left corporate and I was like, hey, I'm doing this now. Um, once again, that goes back to the statistic of most people aren't able to handle the first 18 months when you're doing something on your own. So it's like they kind of like, oh, I'll support you, but I want to make sure you. I want to make sure you're still here. I want to make sure you're still here, and I want to make sure you're still doing this in the next year. Okay, now you made it through the first year. Your your one year anniversary, yay! Okay, I want to make sure you make it to year two. Okay, year three. I mean, by the time they actually pull the trigger, I mean, they, they're they paying double or triple of what they would have did if they would have supported you from the first place. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because now you're still here and you're established, right? Instead of, hey, I've been with you day one. I want to make sure it's you straight. Boom, 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 boom. Because um, normally what happens in business, cost doesn't go down. Products don't go down. They go up. Because quality goes up, because experience goes up, because branding goes up. So that's not to knock a black business that they starting out high. No, bro, they starting out they starting out where they need to, and it's gonna get even yeah. higher if you're yeah. not on. So yeah, you know, we run into that. We have those conversations about you know, folks charging what they charge for whatever service or whatever industry, and it's like, yo, their price is their price. You either support them or you don't. You know what I'm saying? Um, but that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother day. Um, I wanna I wanna salute you on something, man. I know you community is important to you. I've seen you at my school a lot, but uh, the last two years, man, you you've answered the call when I've called on you to play in a kickball game oh, and a dodgeball <laughs> team, yeah, man. Like yeah. I, so, those you know, just something more lighthearted as we gear towards closing, man. Like it might seem small, bro, but I appreciate that. Like you know, what I'm saying like. 
I could say, man, man, he was on the kickball team and he was on the dodge. Who knows what we're going to do in 2021? I mean, I, I, I really do. So I, I, I always take things back to when I was at the corporate side, right? Like, I remember, you know, I was at my desk, man. It was, it was 10, 17, and I, I, I kid you not, I was at my desk and, and, man, we had this customer. It was ridiculous. But as a person in leadership, I'm not going to tell my employee, no, nah, we're not going to do it. I'm going to work and fight and do whatever. And, you know, deal was already done. I'm ready to go home. What are y'all still talking about? Like, let's go home. And I'm at my desk and I'm praying to God. I'm, you know, I said, Lord, if you can do, you know, and this isn't what, this wasn't negotiation. This was not negotiating with God. What this was, was like, this was an affirmation. Like, I understand you have called me to do this this, 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 this. And, and so when, I, when I'm in those situations and I notice that I've, I've accomplished this, 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 then, you know, I'm going to definitely give back to the community even more. So, you know, every single affirmation I did, God has hit, right? On top of that, my, my end of the bargain right, is, is a part of, of this too, the community. So, yeah, you're going to see me, you know, Hit me up. I mean, I'll, I'll can good drive. Yeah, coat drive. What? Let, you know, is there? Are we doing water? Well, who are we talking to? Some kids. Yeah. What's? Well, how old are they? Are they elementary? Are they high school? Are they college kids? What? 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 What, what they want to talk about? Like, that's important to me because that's the only way we're going to be able to change this cycle of 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 misperception, right? Mm-hmm. Of of what what being wealth wealthy is. And you even hit it on hit on it earlier, man. Um, you know, wealth wealth isn't about your doubt, your bank account. Wealth is about the knowledge you're able to give to everybody else. Wealth is communication and trust. So I can be much. I'm wealthy in mindset more so than I'll ever desire to be within materialistic stuff. So yeah, man, we here. We you know I I don't I don't I hope this ain't the only time I'm on this joint. No, nah, no, nah, you're gonna be back. I'm over here laughing because um, how I want to say it, how I told this kid, but I'm trying to be politically correct. So I was talking to one of my kids one day, and I was breaking down to him what social capital meant. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I'm the richest you know. And he was like, you ain't got no money. You work at yada, yada, yada. I was like, no, I'm the richest you know. Yeah. And I was like, relationships, resources, like pretty much anything you can tell me right now, I know somebody, somebody in that industry. It. Absolutely. And I broke it down for him, and he was like, I get it. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, yo, they just see like, yo, no, you ain't got the money in Europe. Bro, I got 2,000 contacts yep. in my phone, not even including social media. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, you pretty much named something. I can help you out with that. You and, know what and, I'm saying? And moreover than that, because I had a concept, and I know we're about to close out, but I had this concept, and this is when I was... Man, this is why I was super green in the industry. Uh, man, I would go to every networking event around Charlotte. You know, remember those days, man. Man, yeah. I mean, I miss those, but not. Well, I, I do miss those, but I would grab every person's business card in there. You yeah. know, just to just to say, oh man, I, I did good work, and it would net me nothing because I really didn't see them. And they didn't see me as being resourceful. Right. So now I'm like, man, I, I don't need to get 20 or 30 business cards. I mean, that would be nice just for me to say, hey, look at all these names I, got, I collected. Yeah. But I really want to meet four good people, 
four good people from here. And and, and I just, and I, then I, I just completely stopped bringing business cards. I I don't even have business cards on me, unfortunately. Well, no, it's not because I don't like handing out business cards. You got to get to know me to get my contact information. So then I came to this idea that you're only truly four connections away from your million dollar breakthrough. You're really you're just four connections. Then they're probably in your phone right now, mm -hmm. right? It's just what what is it? How can you identify and how can you not leverage but have the discussion to get through the breakthrough point and um, you know this year we actually launched uh, a networking group it's a closed group of professionals here in Charlotte with a variety of different background uh, backgrounds and that's all we're here for we're, we're, we're the we're the power forward group so we're trying to break through and power through and just leverage each other's you know through referrals and through content and through language and through you know just helping each other out and yep. then, you know, people say, well, how much does it cost to get in there? Nothing. That's free. Right. Right? So why would I charge you for that? Right. Like, a lot of people want a price tag with everything because they, they would think the jig is up. Where, where's the catch? No catch. The catch is helping you because I have a wealth of knowledge that can assist you. And if I don't know it, then my boy do. Or, you know, this person do. Or this attorney does. Or this, you know, dentist. Does. Like, they have it. It's not me. Yeah. So... It's crazy, bro. All right, we're going to do rapid fire. Oh, man. I don't even know what first, this means. You're the, first, you're the first one I'm going to try rapid fire with. Oh, I'm man. Give you a couple questions, a few questions. You only get one word. All right? Give you a scenario, give you a question. If we have homecoming in 2021, it will be blank. Outrageous. All right. Um, people in 20. 21 should do what with their money? Mm. You get one word. The word I was about to say was definitely not the right word. Mm. People in 2021 should do should, what with their money? Should do what? I should. Well, I, I, people in 2021 should be strategic with their money. Gotcha. Um, your marriage means what to you? Everything. My man. Um, last one. Uh, who's going to win the Super Bowl? That was, I mean, I was just going to say the Chiefs, but that that's like an easy answer. I thought that was going to be something a little bit more tougher than that. I thought you were going to do that. What was the actor inside the actor studio? He says, if God had one word, what would he say to you? <laughs> oh, Lord. I was thinking, like, what, was he, what would he say? Oh, no. I'm not answering that question. That's not for me. That's not for the podcast. I'm not giving y'all that nugget. No, you that's answering the Super Bowl question? Oh, the Chiefs. Chiefs? Yeah. Okay. I mean, why not? I'm going to say the Buffalo Bills. Oh, that's... You heard I, it here first. I got my. I got my. I got the, what is it? What's, what's the DC team? The Washington team? That's not my team. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but listen, man, Jonathan, I appreciate you coming on here, man. And um, you know what? Today, if I'm honest, like I feel like we talked about a lot. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like it was a lot of gems. It was a lot of nuggets. Do you? I do. Because I, 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 I really feel like I was like, man. No, I, I, I do. I, need, I do. I need to be open up a whole other can. I do. I mean, we can definitely bring you back on here. But I feel like you know. With respect to what you do professionally, I know like there's barriers to how in depth you can go, but I do feel like we talked about a lot, and I know everybody's pulling something from 
one of these podcasts, pulling a thread, you know what I'm saying? But what I took from this was leverage your relationships. Be strategic with your money and give back to your community. That's all this really is, man. I mean, everybody is, is, is contributing to society. Uh, I don't care what anybody's. Everybody has an opportunity. Let me say it that way. Everybody has an opportunity to, to, contribute, to contribute to society. And so uh, I, I truly do believe if you start from the household, your household, and then out, like start with you, then start with your, you know, your family members, and then start with your friends, and then start with your, you know, alumni bases, or your, your connections, or your work, and then, then go out and do your, you know, your extracurricular activities, whether it's being in a band or, you know, it just, it just starts with you, and it, and it breathes out because we're all here just right. to expand God's kingdom, and, bro. And, That's and all on it top is. of that, amen to that. You just got to be patient. I think, you know, mm. um, for a lot of people. You know, in these, you know, black businesses, clothing, food, service, you have to be patient. You know what I'm saying? I, I love telling my story about my brand because it started out with 48 shirts. I didn't even think it was going to get past that six years ago. You know what I'm saying? But it's the evolution is what I'm trying to say. Like, you have... You got to be patient. The people I know now in 2020 that I'm working with for my merch, I didn't know in 2014. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's, it's like Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat. You just unlock new, new levels, levels, new 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 rewards, but new challenges. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The, the higher you ascend, you know what I mean? It's actually getting harder. There's some ways it's getting easier, but it's becoming a lot more challenging. Okay, bet. He's a customer. He's purchased from me for six years, how can I keep him? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Why do you go back to Ralph Lauren? Why do you go back to Sam's Club? Is it the customer service? Why do you go back to that restaurant? Food and clothes is different, yeah. but why do you come back? And so, I think it's customer service. Hey, I'm gonna tell you this, and I know we I know you, we were closing, so uh, I haven't bought a pair of shoes in two years. December, December Shame on you, man. I wish I could say that. My I, wife wish I could I, say I that. I haven't bought a pair of shoes in two years. I mean, these shoes right here, these are Those like, are nice. I mean, these are like four. What size are those, man? These, these are 10? These are like four years old, man. So, yeah. like, during that time, well, no, it's six years old. But, like, during that time, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was in the, I was in that, that cycle, too. I was in that tornado, too. Like, I want to make sure that I have this, 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 this. And, you know, what I just realized is just, you know, for me, my life is, I, I view life differently, right? And so supporting your brand, whether it be at a kickball tournament or a dodgeball tournament or, you know, buying some merch or whatever, you know, or just forwarding you out on an Instagram post, that's how you keep me. You keep me because of you, you know. I, I, Nike keeps me because, you know, I don't know, maybe I buy I bought stock in Nike. That's, that's why Nike keeps me because I'm supporting them not just from a, you know, a, a, a materialistic, you know, buying whatever, uh, shoes or whatever, but because I actually am like I'm really vested whether it's time or money into the company. Absolutely. So that's where like when you said unlocking the different levels and challenges and commitments, well, the next level might be, you know, for you to go out and, you know, meet with some of these guys and boom, you now you're getting, you know, shareholders and investors and things like that. I mean, I don't know. I just what I do know is you've been around long enough. And just with this platform you got right now, this is opening up a whole bunch of doors for you. So, um, and it's opened up a whole bunch of doors for other businesses. Period. Mm -hmm. I know we only talk about the Ford, but yeah, 
I mean, who knows? Maybe the baby yeah. gonna come in here and talk about his whole hey, thing. Man. Yeah, you know, it's, it's actually today's his birthday, man. So shout out to him. Shout out to the baby. Yeah, man. We got the same <laughs> name, Jonathan. <laughs> John, John. I'm gonna stream one of your songs today, man. You probably get like three cents off that. I don't mm, know how that works. No, man. But listen, man. Uh, Merry everything. Yeah. Uh, Merry Christmas. Merry New Year. Uh, blessings to you and your lady and your family. And yeah. Man, just thank you for coming on the podcast. Man, thank you for I sharing appreciate wisdom. you. I, I know appreciate we, you. We're kind of boxed like into what we can really talk about, but you know, I do think it's important that I bring different voices, different perspectives on this platform. You know, what I'm saying again, everybody's gonna. Pray that they listen, but everybody's gonna grab something from it. You know, yeah, it ain't man. about consuming a whole hour-long conversation. It's about that twelve-second sound bite. They're like, you know what? He said something about vulnerability. You know what? He said something about the four goal settings. He said something about this. He said something about that. Um, that you know, couldn't ask for nothing else, man. So I appreciate you, brother. Yeah, and I thank y'all, man. This is this has been phenomenal, and you know, just to I guess just my closing thought would just be more on the lines of you know. The transformation in in our city of Charlotte is 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 it's not scary, people. Like it's necessary. It, you know, nothing nothing really can can grow unless you accept change. You know what I'm saying? So it's not pretty every single place we go, especially on the forward. But in order for us to keep you know keep money on the forward, we have to put our money where our mouth is. So you know, the forward is looking different. It's looking more like trade, but you know, at the end of the day, we can make that change. You know what I'm saying? So that was a bar right there. Yeah, so Ford is looking different. It's looking different. Now, yeah, I mean, don't even get me started. But you know, yeah. shout out to uh, Bylaws and, and, and City Council yeah, people. Bylaws, we need you on the pod, man. Uh, we need you on the pod. Paxton, you know, once again, yeah. appreciate you. But at the end of the day, you know, I I I am a product of Johnson C. Smith. I'm a product of. Bayesford Road, Sunset Road. I'm a product of that. On, like, gar- like I'm a product. Betty's for a kid, man. Uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a product of that. Like Betty's forward to the wheels fall. Uh, you know, I, I'm a product <laughs> of that. Uh, the McCoy Y. I'm a, pro- I'm a product of That's you. That's what I'm saying, and man. The, the the thing is, is just like I can accept the change, yeah. but don't let it come to the hindrance of the people that were there before. On, you know man. what I'm saying? Shout out to Double Oaks too. Don't not Bright Foundation. Now that's dope. I mean, you know, again, like that you could say, you know, you are. McCory kid, Double Oak, Sunset, Garden Bates City, Ford, love you. Know you. I mean? All that, you know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, man, this has been another episode. It's probably going to be the final episode of 2020. Um, oh, I closed out the year? Yeah, oh, be, man, you right? should have told me that. Yes. I would have been hyped. I would have been on, even man. more you hyped. Turn. You was turned. This oh, might be one of the longest that? podcasts, um, to be honest, and, and that's fine. Damn, I'm sorry, okay. man. You know, nah, I don't be talk. sorry. You good. You good, but you know. I think it's. I think. I think this conversation was important and is important moving forward that we continue to have, and I know there will be more. So stay tuned. We got a lot more to come in 2021. Um, I used to be on the every Wednesday schedule. We all over the place right now. So if you tapped in, you tapped in. If tap not, in. It's bro. cool too. But uh, how can they get in touch with you? Uh, and all that stuff. Shout your socials out. Hey man, so I'll go ahead and just give you the uh, the the Facebook is Jonathan Young. You, you'll you'll know Facebook. me. Wow, that's a first. You don't want to do Facebook? Nobody has ever shouted out. Their that's Facebook ridiculous. The I got over 4,700 people connections on Facebook. Okay, internationally and nationally, they crazy. Internationally, wow. no. No, they know I mean, you over the way, I mean, over they, the water. They, they could be fugazi. I don't know, but I just know there's 47. I was like, okay. You got them bot friends on Facebook? Probably. I don't know. I, I ain't fix it. I All right, keep shouting your journal. My bad. Hey, uh, so IG is better. 
underscore underscore than normal. So that's pretty simple. You put better, more than likely my name is going to pop up. And uh, I don't do Twitter uh, at all. So uh, that's probably why I you said on, the Facebook. Uh, what's the going? Clubhouse? You messing with that? I mean, nah, nah. Yeah, I think I'm good on Clubhouse. I don't even know what that you is. You on Clubhouse, Lance? Not yet. I don't, I, not, yet. not yet. So in the back of my mind, every time I say I'm good on it, I'll be like, nah, I don't think I'm going to mess with it. I just don't need another social media distraction right now. Wouldn't I even get know what conversations that, is. that are happening, networking is happening. Damn it. Them same people that's on my Instagram, they not, I don't, I'm good. Wouldn't even know what that is. Couldn't tell you yeah, what. I, I would have never. TikTok, I don't, I don't have a TikToker. Nope. I'm good. I guess I'm getting old. Like, I'm getting old, bro. I'm like, nah, I'm not doing that. Not, I, nah. I erase my Snapchat. You know, I'm, I'm only on IG, LinkedIn, on Facebook. So, you know, I, I prefer you just have me on Facebook. Check them out, Jay Young. Well, again, this has been another episode of the Keep the Money on the Floor podcast. Stay tuned, 2021. Yeah. yeah.